to Creating Real Marriages That Last with Dr. Mike Glenn. Today we're discussing the quiet before the storm. Let's listen in. All right, a couple, maybe maybe a couple of Sundays ago, you were talking about, uh, you shared the story about the subway <laughs> guy. Yeah. A guy was in trouble for, what was it, that for jamming the yeah, cell phone he, signals. Yeah, he, he bought a jammer, uh, a cell phone jammer <laughs> onto, the, onto the train in Chicago Man. and uh, and and cut off everybody's phone. And yeah. everybody started complaining. They were dropping calls and couldn't get a signal and all of that. And so they did the investigation, and they found this guy. And he was just sitting at, in his seat. And when he would sit down, he turned on the jammer. And when the judge asked him at his arraignment, why did you do this? He said, you know, I, I just wanted a few minutes of peace and quiet. Oh. <laughs> I love the heart of that guy. Yeah, you, know? you know, everybody going, well, okay, I, I understand. I understand yeah. that. So, uh, and I think, you know, that speaks a lot to what's going on in um, in our in our world right now. I know that um, parents of this next generation, um, they're called uh, the distracted generation. Gen-, Gen Z is also called the distracted generation. But so their parents are distracted too. And you mm-hmm. go to restaurants and you see everybody on their everybody phone. Everybody on an iPhone, and, everybody on a, on a, a yeah, pad or something. Presence looks vastly different in these days uh, because you can be sitting with somebody and be present somewhere else. Right. And so you've got all of this. It, it's just harder to find peace and quiet. So you recently talked about how um, it was important that Jesus got away and mm-hmm. was quiet before the storm. So how are how are you seeing that in your own life, and what uh, so what do you do personally to do that? First off, well, here, here is uh, here's here's the thing that's really changed in uh, over the last several years. Uh, it, it used to be that there were certain places in your house hmm. that were quiet. And they were quiet kind of by design. Mm-hmm. The living room in our house was more quiet. There mm-hmm. was no television in there. There was no phone in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it lent itself to conversation. When right. you went into the living room, the chairs were there, <laughs> and you and you sit in a certain way to encourage conversation and visiting, what the yeah. old folks called visiting, you know. <laughs> uh, now, no matter where you are, you have your television, mm-hmm. you have your, your, your phone, mm-hmm. you have your agenda, you have... Uh, you know, all of that is mm-hmm. in your pocket or in your purse or wherever your pants or wherever you keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's just a matter of a couple of clicks and you can watch the television show you're missing. You can catch up on all the sports. Uh, you can read some interesting news article. You can catch them on Facebook. You can see what your friends are doing and that kind of stuff. And while you're sitting somewhere, your, your mind can literally be a million miles away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, you know, the whole thing about distracted driving, mm. of, um, uh, of it, it is the same thing as, as being drunk. Mm. The, the results and the, re, uh, the response time and all of that is the same thing as if you were drunk. Well, yeah. uh, and so we've had a lot of accidents, of, of uh, especially teenagers, texting yeah. and driving and that kind of stuff. Well, then we're finding out uh, how distracted our lives are. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that just recently we're starting to read some articles about the trendsetters, mm-hmm. uh, the people who are really, really cool, mm. uh, are now buying dumb phones. Mm. 
yeah, I just heard something about that too. Yeah, they're not buying the smartphone. And right. when you talk to these people, they said, you know, I got tired of my life being interrupted all the time. I got mm. tired of being available to everybody all the time. Mm. So how do you set some parameters of, of when you're available and when you're not? Yeah. And when you can be reached and when you can't be. Mm. Now, our first reaction to that is, oh, 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 wait a minute, Mike. <laughs> there are a lot of people that need to get in touch with me. Mm-hmm. And that is true sometimes. Right. Uh, you know, Scout, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be available if, if Scout needs you. Right, okay. right. Uh, but that list of people that really need to get in touch with you at any given mm-hmm. moment is really a lot small. smaller than we think it is. Right. Um, but most of us have this need for this instant gratification and this instant response and right. and that kind of stuff no one was more needed than Jesus mm-hmm. but he made it a habit the scriptures use that actual phrase as mm-hmm. was his habit he would disappear into the wilderness and the disciples wouldn't know where he was <laughs> they couldn't find him mm-hmm. and we have one story where Peter finally found him and said everybody's looking for you <laughs> And he went and preached somewhere else because he wasn't going to be driven by the agenda of the people around him. Uh, Where's the time, where's the place where you can sit and think an entire thought all the way through? Mm. Or you can can deal with those kind of gut sensations that we have that something is a little off kilter. Mm -hmm. But I don't have time to pay attention to it right now. Right. Okay, Where, where is it I give time for... For my body and mind and, mm-hmm. and, and, and soul to be in the same place at the same time. Right. And, and, and listen to that dialogue between my heart, my mind, mm-hmm. and my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we're not careful, we will, we will become deaf and numb to, our, to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because all of the uh, uh, data and all of the, all of the stimulus coming mm-hmm. from the outside. And not inside. And what's interesting about Jesus is, before every major significant moment in his life, he would spend hours and hours in prayer. Hmm. Prays all night long, then he calls the disciples. Hmm. Prays all night long, then the crucifixion. And you wonder how he is able to endure this, how he's able to handle this with such power and self-control. Well, he had already worked through that in prayer. Yeah. That's where the battle was fought. Hmm. That's where he dealt with his own ego and, and his own uh, limits mm-hmm. uh, and frustrations. He dealt with those in prayer. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time for the public uh, encounter, mm-hmm. he was ready He's because right. he had dealt with it privately. Hmm. So it seems like it was easier to do that maybe before all of the yeah, internet. in the first century. Yeah, yeah. right. So, I mean, <laughs> we had cable didn't have TV. a pager, but... Um, so, so for us in these days, uh, how, how do you, I mean, can you share, like, do you turn off your phone during certain times? I know yeah. like certain people have like past a certain hour, you know, you do not disturb is on. Right. And, um, and so then certain days of the week, what, what are some of those things that you have found to work for you? Um, we do some things like we tape our shows that we like and we'll watch them on the weekend. Okay. Jeannie and I will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we don't watch them much during the week. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, music on or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, she is a triage nurse. She deals with 
mm. phone calls and so when she gets home she's kind of tired of talking I get home I'm tired of talking and we you know that's a good compliment so then. yeah yeah so we just kind of put on <laughs> you know just, just kind of let the evening kind of kind of slide yeah um, <laughs> uh, we uh, we both protect our prayer times mm-hmm. mine's early in the morning mm-hmm. uh, and I did that when the boys were born I used to be a late night person <laughs> but yeah. it but if you waited and, and, and the boys woke you up mm-hmm. and brought you into their day. Oh, you were toast because they had it planned mm-hmm. by the time you got up and all of that. Mm-hmm. You, you had, but it's, so I learned to get up and welcome <laughs> them into my day. And mm-hmm. that was a different, a different deal. Uh, the, but the, the main thing to remember here is the world's not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to be um, intentional and determined about it. Oh. And, and the most creative people I know are, mm-hmm. uh, and they will tell you, you know, no, I'm, I'm not available right. uh, at this time. What are we going to be doing this? No. <laughs> you know, and the, 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 the people I most admire are absolute jerks about their time. <laughs> you know, will you do this? No. No. <laughs> well, can I? No. And and so I'm I'm trying to to learn from from some of those really creative friends hmm. the, the need uh, just because you can do everything mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should. Yeah. So then, uh, have there been things that you and Jeannie maybe have modeled for the boys when they were in uh, the home of uh, just practicing certain patterns of, of well you that. know interesting the boys because because they spend a lot of time with their grandparents mm-hmm. uh they still talk about watching my dad when my right. dad got out of bed every morning <laughs> he would he would go to his knees beside the bed and mm-hmm. pray and th- sometimes they'd be in the bed with him yeah. he would say okay <laughs> i got to get up now and he would he would slide over mm-hmm. to the floor and he would pray right there in, in front of him. and they still talk about that mm-hmm. uh when uh, when they were little i took them uh, to school every day, and that's mm-hmm. when we would do the Bible reading. There was always a Bible in the car. Mm-hmm. Okay, where are we reading? Let's mm-hmm. read. Let's talk about it. We'd have fifteen or twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really. What do you want to pray about today? And mm-hmm. we would pray as we were going. So, uh, you know, they have they've seen us get serious about some prayer times and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, and pray with them. Uh, Jeannie was famous for for giving them back rubs at night and praying over them while mm-hmm. she was. Uh, then, then, uh, then, the, then they told her a couple of years ago uh, that they found out if they gave her some really saps, she she would keep rubbing her back. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, awesome. so she feels really played now. But <laughs> oh, it was great, mom. We just knew you'd stay and rub her back if we if you thought we were sad. <laughs> That's great. No, I th- I think my my mom had always talked about margins, and uh, mm-hmm. she called them windows, um, and she knew um, kind of when in she had a, a good idea, a pulse on our right. household, mm-hmm. and so I remember um, always finding her at the dining room table, and that was where maybe seven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. um, but she would move her times to certain times when when I would slow down a little right. bit. So I would find her at the table and we would have conversations and um but she would write her prayers in shorthand. 
So she would have her quiet time at the table, right. and I knew my name in shorthand, but uh, I never knew what she was praying for. Me, but I just knew my <laughs> name was in there that. a lot, yeah. you know? I think the passage in Deuteronomy is, is key, that this is something you do as you go, mm-hmm. as you walk along the road, as you're yeah. getting up, as you're around the house. These are the things you talk about. Right. And uh, these are the things that, uh, those are the moments you use to instruct. So just for families that are listening and are parents or young couples, they they need to figure out what are those margins. What, what are the are margins? What, what How the, the rhythms of your life. Yeah. 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 Uh, don't feel bad because you don't do it like this guy or mm-hmm. like that family. Right. Find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing worse than getting at the kitchen table at 6 o'clock going, we're going to have family devotion that <laughs> kills everybody. It does, uh, yes. And uh, because that 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 breeds a, a resentment that mm-hmm. that uh, takes a long time to get over. Thanks for listening in on the conversation. If you want to find out more about Dr. Mike Lynn, you can go to MikeLynnOnline.com or you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Glenn. You can also download a free copy of 170 Ways to Love Your Spouse on his website, MikeLynnOnline.com. 